Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. 835 on this Monday morning, the 27th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and we are glad you are with us here on News Radio WRVA. I am interested in in watching some of the funeral arrangements for Mrs. Carter. It's interesting during that newscast that that uh, Gary was doing. What did, what did they decide? I, I think I always said Rosalind Carter, not Rosalind. But now they're saying Rosalind Carter. So all these years I've had it wrong, or did they get it wrong? And I, I'm assuming that the national people got it right. Ro, Rosalind Carter, not Rosalind Carter. I think I've said it wrong for all these years. So, well, we will we will certainly settle on the correct pronunciation by the end of this week. I'm certain. And, you know, at the beginning of the show, in the 6 o'clock half hour, I was harsh. I mean, I'm not apologizing. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not apologizing for being harsh. I was talking about Christmas in Richmond. And, look, if, you, if you've never been downtown and you've never seen the little um, deer with the t- lights on them and uh, the James Center lit up or Canaba Plaza, I guess they've got a big Christmas tree. I'll drive down there at some point. And you've never seen... Uh, the Christmas tree at the Capitol. Definitely go do that. I'm not. I'm not dumping on things that we've done for years. I'm just saying. Don't you think? If honestly, if you've lived in Richmond for 20 years, 30 years, I graduated from high school here in 1989, and then traveled all over the place. Uh, and I come back, and I think, well, there's something very comforting that nothing ever changes. <laughs> That's comforting on some level, but it would be great if maybe there was a movement to do a little bit of an upgrade. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying turn everything into a commercial Christmas where it's no longer the twinkling lights. I, maybe just add a few elements to it, right? So I'm I was harsh this morning, and I and I and I think it I think. Sometimes in Richmond, everybody's trying to be so polite, we don't tell each other what we need to know, which is this is kind of lame at this point. It's a nice little celebration for 1989. But in 2023, especially if you travel around the country, and you know, on Saturday, I'm taking 60 people from Richmond to Germany and Austria. I don't expect us to be like... um I don't know, the Christmas markets in Austria, but come on, could we step it up a little bit in a couple of different places? I just spent the weekend in New York, and, um, the you know, New York's a different city. 
different type of money and, you know, t- tourists. Not as many tourists coming here these days because we've ruined our tourist market here. You know, thank you, LeVar Stoney, for making sure that the Coliseum is dysfunctional and destroying the historic tourist market. But there, you know, there's just some things. I think it would be wise. Can I be constructive rather than just being critical? I think it would be wise if we had some business leaders in the community who got together in a room with some creative types, not a huge number, and said, all right, here's the money we can come up with. What is it we want to try to accomplish? Um, uh, you know, in the course of the year, what are the events we want to pay money for? And how could we upgrade things a little bit? Put ourselves on the on the map with some interesting kind of unique events that would be Richmond-centric where people might drive down from D.C. Uh, to see them. I think that's possible. I think it just takes a little creativity, and we're missing that at the moment. We're missing that individual or organization that can help pull that together. Um, so is that more constructive? Tonight, I am going to the, the uh, Cathedral of the Sacred Heart t- for the uh, symphonic performance at the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart. And I'm very excited. It was $73 with all the taxes and fees. But you know what? I thought I need to get in, in the Christmas spirit. I, I like going to the cathedral. It's a beautiful building. and They've always been very nice to me, even though I'm not Catholic. Everyone's always been very nice to me there. Whether they agree with my politics or not, or not, they're always very polite. So I'm kind of excited about going to that tomorrow night. I'm taking my mother to go hear Sarah Brightman at the um, Altria Theater. You know, I love Sarah Brightman. She was the original Christine and um, Phantom of the Opera, and was married to Andrew Lloyd Webber. So I'm very excited about seeing Sarah Brightman and my mom. It'll be the one time this holiday season she's out of the house. So that's going to be an exciting thing to do. Um, yeah, so I'm, you know, I want to participate in this stuff. I want to be supportive. So if you've got something exciting going on, let, oh, I bought a ticket to the King Singers too, coming to one of the local churches. You ever heard the King Singers? They're acapella out of London. They're amazing, just, and perfect, perfect, uh, singers. So there's a lot of nice things going on. I just think from, um, we could upgrade a little bit. And maybe that's a conversation to have when we get to January. What, like, what do we want to do in December of 2024, right? All right, it is 841 here on this Monday morning, and Jim Bacon is with us every Monday from BaconsRebellion.com, the website that tells you a lot of stories you won't hear anywhere else. And I was scrolling through, Jim, and I noticed some story, especially all these schools that are going to be sucking up. Oh, please, please give us donations. We're, you know, forget the fact that we're sitting on a billion dollars in endowment. Please, you know, sign your 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 family estate over to us when you die, and in the meantime, give us ten grand. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're screwing with everybody when it comes to tuition, and you have uncovered a dynamic that I think some people are ignoring. Walk me through this, and good morning to you. Uh, good morning, John. Well, we can give the uh, Youngman administration credit for bringing more transparency to to higher ed. That's been one of their goals all along. The media hasn't paid any attention to it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's been a major initiative, and that is they've taken a deep dive into the university financial data, enrollment data, and all sorts of other stuff. And um, they don't necessarily make a big deal about it, but they. The information, the data is lurking in all of the 
the, the massive data dump that they've done. And it shows the extent to which different universities, uh, public universities around Virginia, uh, use their tuition to kind of read it as a, a tool for uh, wealth redistribution. And that mm-hmm. is they they charge a higher tuition than it costs to actually provide the education in order to um, <clears throat> either uh, reduce what uh, uh, particularly lower income people pay or uh, what uh, uh, or, or, or financial aid. So uh, it, it comes out in different ways. But um, the idea is that you're not just paying, depending on the institution you go to, you're not just paying for your own education, you're paying for someone else's education. Uh, traditionally, that was the role of the state. The mm-hmm. state would step in and provide state aid, uh, higher ed, which it still does. Uh, but uh, you weren't paying for someone else's. But increasingly, particularly among the more elite the institution, the more likely that's the case. So it's a percentage of the the fee that goes for financial aid. It's it's not necessarily the needs based because I I I I know what you're talking about. You have somebody where the parents aren't making big money, but that you want them at the school. They're a talented, motivated young person. You want them there. So traditionally you would have hit up the alums and you would have hit up, you know, corporate donors and other donors and said, Hey, we want to make sure that our academic excellence is available to people who might not be able to afford it out of pocket. But instead it's what is being stripped out of the full tuition cost for the people who do have some means. Huh. Yeah, apparently so. Now, I don't know exactly how uh, the Young Administration defines um, redistribution uh, uh, of tuitions. Um, I can look for that data and the information they published could not find it. But they do calculate a number that they describe as percentage of the tuition used for financial aid. Wow. And uh, the, the, it might have surprised you who's at the top of the list, the University of Mary Washington. Thirty percent of the tuition there goes towards uh, is used for financial aid. Uh, to nobody's surprise, uh, the runner-up would be the University of Virginia at twenty-nine percent. College Woman Mary at twenty-seven percent, and uh, it, then it goes down from there. Uh, most are in the range of kind of like five to ten, eleven to twelve percent. So let me ask you about UVA and William and Mary. Um, I, I have not studied their financial situation, but am I correct that they both have significant endowments that they're sitting on? Uh, yes, and uh, I, I know the situation at UVA much better than William and Mary. But yes, UVA has an endowment of some thirteen, fourteen billion dollars. <laughs> significant percentage of it actually is dedicated to providing. Uh, scholarships believe it or not so uh, that has and those are scholarships interest. based on what uh, financial uh, mo- uh, 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 financial need i mean it's uh the the granting of scholarships based on on merit is uh something that nobody talks about anymore if it, if it occurs nobody talks about it okay uh-huh. so uh so they they have that they have that mechanism uh and but the what's really going on it's not like the Virginia taxpayers, so not like a whole lot of people in Richmond who send their kids to UVA, uh, are are paying this massively inflated tuition. It's they're really using it to soak the out of state students. Mm-hmm. So out of state tuitions uh, students pay like double the tuition of uh, a 
uh, in-state student. And it's far more than it's actually needed to uh, to provide the education, cover the education costs. And, and that money is being used to, uh, I guess, you know, it, it's the process is uh, opaque. It's not clear exactly how this money is kind of redistributed, redistributed, but it's a deep it's a deep story. I hope people will go to baconsrebellion.com and check out the details in the numbers here cuz I think it's worth you know these days you got to second guess everybody uh whether they're trying to harm you or not. That's one of the unfortunate realities that I've hit is I didn't grow up in a society where I felt people were out to get me based on color or gender. Um, but now I think I got to be worried about that, that, that maybe there's a built in bias to say you're a white male. Yeah, there's a little gay thing with the, the, they hate me even more because I'm a conservative gay guy. So that seems to cancel itself out. But I think people are trying to do harm to me and my status in society uh, very deliberately. And it's beginning to be a problem. Um, for me. Well, that's, that's an interesting question about whether it's deliberate or not. I tend to have a slightly more benign explanation. I think people uh, are kind of motivated by what they perceive as doing the right thing and doing a good thing. And so uh, at my expense, uh, still at your at various people's expense, there you go. The, uh, the motivation <laughs> is not so much to like, let's put the screws to, to John I don't Reed know, Jim. I've, I encounter people who seem to be very comfortable telling me that I should shut up because I'm a white guy and I'm getting tired of it. You know, I haven't lived my life in a, in a generic way. I've, I've been very good to other people and I've experienced a lot of things and I'm getting tired of being told that I don't have a, a, a role to play or a voice in my own community, in my own society. And, uh, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna accept that from people. And I think those academic types uh, have a self-loathing attitude. Of course, it's self-loathing, and it translates to affecting me. They don't ever shut up. They just want me to shut up. <laughs> I'm not gonna tolerate that. Jim Bacon, check out BaconsRebellion.com. I always appreciate the chance to talk to you. I hope I'll see you in person soon. Thanks, Jim. All right, John. You take care. All right. 849. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.